Please standing for the reading of the scripture. <clears throat> Our scripture today is from the second chapter of Matthew, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this day, for this your church, for these your people. We pray that you open our hearts and minds to receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus, Savior of the entire world. The beginning of Matthew's gospel makes it very, very clear. Jesus, the son of David, the son of Abraham. In today's text, the story takes a, a different turn. Wise men or magi from the east came to Jerusalem. You see, they had seen his star. And this meant something to them. So they went searching. Isn't it interesting that Gentiles, not the covenant people, people that were not part of God's covenant, the called, were the ones that came seeking and searching for the Christ child. Not, it wasn't a Jew, it wasn't Israel that did. It was the Gentiles that did. These wise men, Astrologers, outsiders, most likely from what we now know as Iraq. They came to the, to the holy city and they asked around, where can we find this baby who's been born king of the Jews? Where can we find him? What does this mean? You see, they had come to the right place to the place where scriptures were read and known and interpreted. And I, I think that's a good lesson for us today. 
to stay close to the Scriptures. When we're searching for something in life, regardless if we're feeling hopeless, if there's no joy, if we're worried about our kids or or money or marriage or, or whatever it might be, relationships with other people, about our commitment to the Lord. Stay close to the Scriptures. That's why that I invite you today, and surely I put that in my pocket somewhere. Um, This Bible study, right there it is. This called Soapy that I have talked with y'all about forever and a day. Covenant with me. If God's Word is the church's book, and I believe it is. Do y'all? It's the church's book. Then shouldn't we be reading it in a, in, a, in a manner that brings some discipline to our lives? This, this takes you through the Bible in one year. You can start today, January the 5th, which is Genesis 12 through 14 and Luke 5. And journal Get, get off of this. We, we have been so long on this two or three minute devotional. Or to, to allow the scriptures to speak to us. The Bible says a lot of things that we don't think it says. And vice versa. And you're never going to know it until you get into God's word. I have done this every day since the beginning of 2003. Doesn't make me any better or any worse than anyone else. I just know I need the discipline in my life. Takes me about 45 minutes a day. I can't stand and preach about tithing if I don't tithe. I can't preach about serving on ministry teams if I don't serve. I can't preach about you guys reading the Bible if your preacher doesn't read the Bible. Be easy enough to read the scriptures for Sunday's message. To do a little devotional every day. Nothing wrong, please. Don't don't leave here mad at me. Please. I'm trying for us to grow some. This church can go from good to great. But we have to be in God's word. You can take my word and a couple of bucks and go get you a cup of coffee. But you see, this is not about me. And it's not about you. It's about God. There are times, and you could ask anyone in my family, maybe not Jay, but you could Maddie, there are days that I go home and I'd rather stick a, I'd rather have a, a stick stuck in my eye. It's to think about having to spend 45 minutes doing this. But I know it's the right thing to do. I know without that discipline in my life. I can remember back, I haven't forgotten, being in Sunday school class, And I didn't know who the Apostle Paul was. I didn't know that there are two creation stories. 
I didn't know that until I got to reading the Bible. I, I didn't know about, about all of how that God had called Israel, not for special, special uh, privilege, but for service, until I got in the Word. If I can do it, anybody can do it, is, is all I'm saying. Covenant with me for this year. You can hold your breath for a year. These are right out there in the foyer. Pick you one up on the way out. Even if you go home and throw it in the trash can, we'll think that you, that you took it with you to read. Pick you up one. Pick you up one. And when your day is turned upside down, when you're feeling so sorry for yourself, aren't we good at feeling sorry for ourselves? Oh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm really good at that. At feeling sorry for yourself. Get your Bible out. Get your Bible out. Allow yourself, be good enough to yourself that you go a little deeper than a daily devotional. Get in the Word. Get in the Word. You have the opportunity. You have the opportunity. By the way, disciple one people today at two. I hope y'all are ready. Y'all ready? Good. Yeah, nobody says anything. Okay. Good. But anyway, Herod the king, he had heard this news and, and about these wise men, and I almost said wise guys, but I didn't. Wise men and, and their presence and their quest, and he called a meeting for the interpreters of the Bible. Here, here is someone calling saying, I need someone to interpret this for me. Where is this king of the Jews? Where is he going to be born? Can you imagine having to call a group of people together and ask? They said, well, Bethlehem. Bethlehem. So to fulfill the word of the prophet. The Bible always offers meaning for us. Jesus is born in Bethlehem to fulfill scripture. Bethlehem literally means house of bread, the place we are called to, the place where we will be spiritually nourished, the place where our hungers will cease. Even the outsiders are seeking something that only Jesus can provide. Many times in the church, we go look and we think that the denomination splitting, we think that because we're on the left or that we're on the right or we're centrist or whatever, that that's going to fix the problems. Let me tell you something. When Jesus is left out of it, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do or what your political affiliation is. And I don't care. I don't care what you are. But what if you are, be a good one. Now that I do care. That's what Perry always said. You know, Jesus would later, later profess, I am the bread of life. The bread of God is which come down from heaven that gives life to the whole world. That's John's gospel. They go to Bethlehem. They continue their search. They are wise. They have talents. They know how to read the signs. And God used their natural gifts to, come to, to bring them to the place where the Messiah is born. They're overwhelmed with joy. Now I'm going to ask you something. Can you recall a time? Or maybe it's better this way. Recall a time in your life. How long has it been since you were overwhelmed with joy? 
just, just for a minute, when you were just overwhelmed with joy. I can't. Kids' meals being, get, getting paid for. Kids having shoes and coats and all that stuff in this church. Professions of faith that's being made in this local congregation. To basically see people who love the Lord and live in their lives in a manner that brings God honor and glory. That brings me joy. And my life is almost like time stands still and all the negativity, all the bad stuff that you hear fades away. Fades away. Because all of these incredible experiences for me, filled with wonder in a sense that all time, we're simply standing still in one place in the universe, and that's all that mattered. When I think about a new year and a transformed life, I can't keep from thinking about what the wise men sought. And now they finally saw when they reached the house where Mary and Joseph and the, and the Christ child was, what wonder, what beauty, what forgiveness, what humbleness. What incredible joy must have flooded their souls. I don't know how joyful we are in the church today. Jesus is because, this joy is because of Jesus, the hope of the world. It's Jesus who takes us and molds us and makes us into his image, not the other way around. We have wanted for so long for God to think what we think. It doesn't work that way. Jesus, the hope of the world. It's Jesus that empowers us to go and teach and preach and, and baptize and do it in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's when we turn our eyes upon Jesus, like the song says, that we see things different. We begin to see people different. Even the Herods of the world become strangely dim. Isn't that amazing? Now, that's all because we're in God's Word. Try that on your own. Try that without Jesus and see how you make it. Be just like the rest of the world, seeking your own will and your own way. It's in this moment that there's glory and grace that the wise men were overwhelmed with joy because of the, the transformation of them just being uh, good Gentiles, good wise men, and finding and doing the right thing and being obedient. But once they found Christ, their lives changed. It was like going from a, it's like going from a church member to a disciple. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Do we really want to follow Jesus? Do we want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? That's what we have to ask ourselves. This new year, not just a church member, the Lord and the love that he has for you give you so much more than you ever dreamed possible for your life. The transformation that takes place when you encounter Jesus. When we bow before Him and acknowledge Him as Lord and Savior. What a way to start the new year. Who will you give control of your life to in 2020? 
Will you become vulnerable like the Bible teaches us to be and let the Lord have his will in your life? Or will you seek your own will in your own way? The Magi, they, they offered costly and meaningful gifts. They had completed their journey. Now it was time for them to go home. But again, the scriptures always have meaning for our lives. The Magi went back a different way because they had been told to. You see, Herod was about hatred. Jesus is about love. So the wise men, they go home a different way. Friends, once we have met Jesus Christ, we go about living our lives in a different way. You're never the same. I'm never the same. Once we encounter Christ, we're never, ever, ever the same. And we have that opportunity. Beginning of this new year, invite you to the Lord's table to receive the, the bread of life, Jesus Christ. As you come to the altar this morning, I'd like to ask you to do a couple of things. Focus on who Jesus is for you. Who is Jesus for you? As you receive the sacrament, reflect on something that is an occasion for joy in your life. An experience, a person, a moment, a memory, whatever that might be. Something so overwhelming that when you think about it, once you have received the sacrament, once that you have made this journey here today, that you'll return to your seat a different person. Finally, the epiphany of the Lord. It's about transformation. A transformed heart. In the beginning of the calendar year that it offers to us. It offers to us the possibility once again of our own transformation. We turn, we repent, we focus, we reflect, and we seek the face of God. We're changed, we're transformed. This well-known passage of Scripture that was read to you today, that Barbara read to you today, reminds us as well that transformation is not our achievement, but God's intervention. It's God's gift to us. Meeting, meeting Jesus can change us. Maybe you were born in Jerusalem, or maybe you've been a part of this local congregation forever. Maybe you've come from a secular place that seems far away, or maybe God has given you some clues some signs, and you have found yourself right here, right now, in the middle of this congregation. Turn your eyes upon the Lord. Reflect and receive. And you will be overwhelmed with joy. 
you will return to your world just as the wise men did. You'll return to your world and enter a new year in a different way. Brothers and sisters, let us set out on the journey. Thanks be to God. Amen.